What's up, everyone? This is Matt Byrne from Hatebreed. You're listening to Chad, Chuck, and Dale, Antoine, on Vulgar Display, a podcast. Now is the time for me to rise to my feet. Wipe your spit from my face. Wipe these tears from my eyes. Now is the time for me to rise to my feet. Wipe your spit from my face. Wipe these tears from my eyes. I've got to take my life back One chance to make it right I've got to have my voice be heard And bring meaning to this life Cause I'm trusted for nothing I've been led astray I've been tried and tested But I won't accept this fate Not done things are in crack. Welcome to the Vogue Display of Podcast. Got Chuck. How's it going, buddy? What's up, buddy? Thanks for stepping in for Twan today. Yes, loser. Guys, <laughs> got Dale. What's yo, up? yo, yo. What's up, buddy? And hey, we are geeking out, man. We're excited for this. We got Matt from Hatebreed on the phone with us. Matt, how's it going? What's up? Everything's good. <laughs> Hello from sunny upstate New York. Beautiful fall day here in the Northeast, man. I'm watching the leaves fall off the trees as we speak. Yeah, that's one of my solid. dream trips, man. Go up there and look at the foliage, like in Vermont and all that stuff. That's probably not the podcast to talk about this, though, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be careful. Not the right target right, audience. I get but up. There are plenty of uh, plenty of the leaf peepers ro- <laughs> roaming around up here. Matt, anybody that listens to this podcast is going to know we are huge hate breed fans. We have been since you know I'm in I'm 41 now, and I have been since I'm 16. Yes. So when um, when your publicist granted us and said we could get this interview with you, we were so excited, and and we're uh, we're happy for you to join us today. That's awesome. Yes. Much appreciated, man. And thank you for making me feel old. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Well, I'm old too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and speaking of old, 20 years on Perseverance, we're celebrating that thing. Hell yes. Yeah. Big anniversary, big record. You know, it was the, the first major label release slash debut for Hatebreed. So, um, yeah, it's funny, man. I was just thinking about it. I was just talking about it. Uh, the whole experience recording and, and the whole build up to it. And it's funny because a lot of it, it's been 20 years, but there are flashes of it that seem like it just happened last week. Really? When I think yeah. back, you know, a little recording certain songs or certain happenings that happened at the studio or just like conversations that were had, you know, it's just, it, yeah, it's, it's still in the memory bank. Like it happened last week. That's great. So I got a question for you. I know where it falls on our list of top albums, metal albums of all time. Sure. Where does it fall on yours? Do you think it belongs in the top 10? Do you think it belongs in the top 20? For Hatebreed albums or albums? All time. Ever. All, ever. And all of metal. <laughs> well, you're you know asking the wrong yeah. guy. Of course, I'm going to think it's number one because yeah. great answer. I'm on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great answer. <laughs> no, but I think, yeah, it definitely has stood the, the test of time. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like I go back all the time and listen to our records regularly, but um, I put it on and that brings back memories too. I put it on and, and I still think it holds up to a lot of stuff that, uh, that is out today. You know, it had its own production value at the time, just like records that I grew up listening to. You know, you knew the thrash bands individually as you listened to them uh, a lot by the guitar tone or the production of the record. Like you knew that was Megadeth. You knew that was Slayer. You knew that was Exodus, you know, and you throw this record on and you know, it's Hatebreed right from the first guitar chords that hit or the first drum beat, like the production value of those instruments and, and what made that record holds up. 
Absolutely. 100%, yes. I heard uh, Dave Grohl one time was talking about Motorhead, and what he said was, you know, Motorhead did a good job of bridging the gap between, like, punk kids and metalheads. And I feel like Hatebreed kind of falls in that category of, like, mixing hardcore with metal. It was sort of the first crossover that I remember where you would have even hardcore dancing at a show with some metalheads. And I remember that sort of that time period of, like, groups and cliques trying to figure each other out. And I've seen that so many times at Hatebreed shows. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's great because that's what it was like way before Hatebreed, too, at uh, early New York City shows, hardcore shows, you know, or metal shows where you had crossover bands like the Crumb Suckers or uh, even AF later on. You know, they, they were doing more metal where the crowd started to mix. And sometimes it was like oil and water, a lot of fights, you <laughs> a lot know, of fights, a lot of fights. dudes getting their uh, sneakers and boots stolen and stuff like that, <laughs> you know, yeah. but, uh, but, um, I was always a fan of that. I was always a metalhead first. So I get it, man. I had long hair and I was still into those bands. I, I was into the metal bands first, the thrash stuff. But when I got into the hardcore bands and you, you start to learn about the scene or the, the crowds at those shows and stuff, it's pretty intimidating at first the whole punk hardcore uh, vibe, you know, the, the whole scene. So for them to mix, you know, you don't know if it's going to anyway. And as you become part of it in, in your own life, in your own time, in that, in your own era, whatever era you came up, came up in, um, it's intimidating at first. Chad was talking about bridging the gap. We needed you guys to bridge the gap between about 2005 to 2011 or so when it just went commercial and awful. Did, did you, could you guys see that coming like when you seen the first band that looked like a pop band but disguised as metal <laughs> you know what <laughs> well, i'm talking about i'm not going to throw any bands on their bus but oof. i'll take the high road on on there you, go. you know as right. far as what they look like and everything like that you know that's <laughs> whatever you. i think a lot of the bands you know it starts before that you know i think we came up in the late 90s early 2000s and here in the northeast uh you had all of us were coming up together you had us and and uh, shadows fall and all that remains and unearth and kill switch yeah. engage right, right. so yeah. kill switch engage i think they really put the uh they started the, the wave of like singing mixing singing with metal you know mm-hmm. for for us sure. they were huge yeah i think so you saw that going in a different direction and all the bands that followed that style you know Oof. then you know stylistically the dress starts to change a little bit but that style you know of uh, uh, an approach to metal just took off. Yeah, I, think yeah. that's, sure. I think that's what like, you know, encompasses like if somebody asked me about metalcore, like, did you guys, what do you guys think of you guys as metalcore? I, I don't look at us as metalcore. I think more bands like that and bands that have come after that. And, you know, since, since the early two thousands, I mean, it's just taken on, it's morphed into something completely different nowadays with a lot of bands down tuning and stuff. But, you know, the formula I think is still there for that style. It's a huge juggernaut when you think metalcore, but I never put us into that category. And it's weird when people say that we're metalcore. I mean, I don't want to be pigeonholed as just a hardcore band either. We're definitely crossover. You know, we mm-hmm. we we are a band that has elements of of uh, of hardcore. I mean, listen to Satisfaction; it's as clear as day. But I think as we did records going forward, the metal was completely obvious. When I said bridge the gap, I meant we so we could listen to you guys and not have to listen. To, I didn't mean to pigeonhole you guys with them. <laughs> you mean that whole rant that I just went on was yeah. completely pointless? No, 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 no. no. no it made Nailed sense. It. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It. I, don't, I don't know how to ask a damn question. I'm the, I'm the one who's sitting in for Tuan. I don't know what I'm doing. 
Where's uh, Twan? I'd rather talk to him. I know. I get Twan back. I don't blame you. He's, he's at work. Yeah. <laughs> Loser. And you, got, you guys definitely been carrying that metal flag for so long. Bands like yes. you guys and like some of the ones you mentioned, Kill Switch Engages yep. and the yep. Lamb of Gods and all that. And Hatebreed's the ultimate road dogs. I mean, you guys have been crisscrossing this nation and, and others for many, many years. You have a tour coming up that we are extremely excited that about. The lineup is unreal. We uh, kind of joked off air before we went on air here that uh, we're going to be seeing you at Pops, and that's probably my 20th time seeing <laughs> you guys at Pops. I've seen Hatebreed yeah. more than any other yes, band. Yes, same. Yes, every time you come to St. Louis, we are there. I've seen Hatebreed more than I've seen some of my family members. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I keep all my fucking concert tickets, and I have them framed in a picture frame in my bedroom, and every other one of them is Hatebreed, Hatebreed, Hatebreed. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pops has definitely become our home away from home in St. Louis. Uh, we've played there at least, you know, 30 times, I'd say, over the years. Yes. It's a great spot. And it's it's good to see, too, that the place has stayed open because I can't mm-hmm. say the same for a lot of clubs in, in that amount of time, yeah. you know, 20-something years. And uh, it doesn't look much different. No, no. it doesn't. They just got to do a it's few repairs after you guys rip it in half one night. It's like, God, <laughs> oh, this place will never yeah. be the same. <laughs> There's a lot of traffic in that area. There's a dispensary right next to it and a strip club right next to it. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the characteristic that everyone mm-hmm. thinks about when you talk about Pops. Like, oh, yeah, that's the place across the, tr- uh, the, across the train tracks surrounded by like three different strip clubs yeah. Yeah. That's yep it. that's the one there's been many <laughs> events yep. go over there to the clubs afterwards <laughs> uh so, so yeah on friday november 4th we're going to be seeing you guys again for the 21st time or maybe more than that man i love this lineup how involved are you guys with your tour lineups because we're talking about bands that i love gate creeper body snatcher dying wish how involved are you guys with picking the bands for your tours uh, directly involved. A lot of it comes from Jamie actually dealing with our booking agent and, uh, you know, in this particular case, taking newer bands out. I mean, we love to tour with older hardcore metal bands too from our era or soon after, but this is a tour where, um, you know, bleeding through will jump on later on. They're doing the West coast States. So we came up with them back in the day, but otherwise, um, every band is like a fresh new metal band. They're played on, you know, liquid metal all the time on Sirius XM. So they're bands that have a lot of uh, push behind them right now. Gate Creeper, you know, they remind me of Bolt Thrower, which yeah, is not yeah. a band that's all that popular. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they were back in the day, but they haven't been around for a long time either. So right. if you're in the know of Bolt Thrower, mm-hmm. then you're really going to take Gate Creeper. Dying Wish, female-fronted band. You know, we're seeing a lot of bands now fronted by females, and that's badass because these girls are out there freaking killing it. You yeah, know? she goes um, hard. I mean, she goes off mm-hmm. and uh, she's reminiscent of Candace from Walls of Jericho, who was yeah. ruling it back in the day. You know, mm-hmm. she was like one of the ones that started, I mean, for me, you know, that I remember, she was one of the only ones, a uh, female fronted, a female in a, in, a, in a hardcore band, a female fronted mm-hmm. band. So it's good to see a lot of that going on. But yeah, um, so I'm looking forward to that because they're opening the tour and uh, opening the show. And uh, the pictures I've seen, some video and stuff, like people go nuts for this band. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, it's cool. Yeah, but they're all fresh, new bands. They've been around a little while, but but they're getting a lot of attention now. And um, looking forward to touring with them because it's, it's different metal for me. It's newer metal, you know, but they're doing it right. Damn right. We agree. Yeah. We're signing off on this one. Vulgar Display of Podcast approves of this show. We're going to be there in full force. <laughs> yes. Tour starts in two weeks. What is, you know, what is this time frame? What is it like, you know, being road ready? What does that mean for you? Are you doing cardio? Are you practicing the songs? What is that like? 
practicing the song sure i got my little setup here at home that i uh that i jam through everything throw on the headphones and just blast through it um I do a lot of stretching. I start getting into stretch mode here, stretching out the legs and the hips and the lower back, you know, keeping all that limber, being a drummer. I mean, you're sitting the whole show. Everyone's like, oh, you're just sitting down back there. But a lot of balance involved. And when you're rocking out, you know, people don't realize how much of your lower body gets the shit kicked out of it. <laughs> um, so trying to stay loose and limber with that. Yeah, and I, I'm up on my gear, man, just making sure the gear is road ready. Uh, cymbals, sticks, you know, everything's stocked up. Um and just, yeah, making sure I'm ready to walk out the door and, and hit it hard. And part of it, a big part of it, no one thinks of, is getting in the mental headspace of of um, basically, you know, you're in your comforts of home here and uh, just living like every other nine to five guy. And then all of a sudden you're on a pirate ship for three weeks to a month. So you got to really mentally prepare to, to, to go to switch gears, to go from one environment to the other so i'm in the middle of starting to do that too <laughs> yeah solid routine we are pumped for this friday november 4th show at pops in sawjit sawjay <laughs> illinois Saw-jit. It's, it's classy it's sawjay with <laughs> <laughs> sits st louis to us so uh, yeah. yeah at pops with gate creeper body snatcher dying wish and we're celebrating 20 years of perseverance do you care if we play a couple audio clips off of perseverance when i have you talk about them absolutely I don't care. I mean, I mean, you can absolutely do that. That's what I meant. Perfect. All right, here we go. Have you heard that one before? <laughs> Never. Never. God, they're awesome. It's a banger. They <laughs> they're awesome. That drummer is killer. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last CD I ever bought at this place here called Coast to Coast. It was every bit of $27 for that CD, and it was worth every fucking $27? Jesus, bud. Lord. Wow. Yeah. Back in the day of CDs. God, they give you their home phone number or something? <laughs> yeah. like you couldn't get fucking parental advisor anywhere else, so it was like... Lord. Yeah. Uh, at the time... Fun fact, uh, only half the song was written. We we wrote that part that you just played, the ending portion of the song. That was actually written in the studio, like, God, in the, in the final days of drum tracking, I know. It was one of the last things we did. Like, we got this song, but it just kind of hangs, and then it stops. You know, there's this, like, guitar hang part and double bass, and then we just stop. So it needs something. It needs something yeah. else, and then... You found it. You definitely found it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we circled back around to it at the time because, yeah, I was wrapping up drum tracks. So, hey, drums are going away. So let's tie everything off that we got to tie off here. And that was one of the last things we did. And it was like, all right, yeah, we just need like some crusher. And there you go. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I believe after that, too, after that part was written and the song was done, like, okay, this is the final product. Like, yeah, that's got to be the opening track. Oh, yes, 100%. Yeah. Comes out hard after the game. Yes. When I was pulling the audio clip, I mean, it was clear what part I had to pull. Yes. I like got chills sitting here listening to it just yeah. now. Yeah, we're banging over here. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, how about this one here? <laughs> 
Absolute banger here. Yeah. Let's see. Uh... <laughs> Absolute banger. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. Perseverance. We got to talk about, one. you know, Jamie's lyrics and, uh, you know, the optimism and the hopefulness and the unity. The brotherhood. The all brotherhood. about that brotherhood. Uh, and especially that album. I mean, I know it, it runs. It's a theme throughout all most of the albums. But that one in particular drove it home i think how much are the lyrics in part of the hate breed message oh a uh, huge part we've been saying that for years i mean uh, i think like right off the bat it's a way to describe the band because initially you know you might be turned off by the name mm-hmm. and there's yeah. different connotations where you're not sure what kind of band it is but once you delve into the lyrics you know it it, it opens up a whole new door mm-hmm. so um you know we had an issue back in 2012 i think where we were kind of pigeonholed as being a band that were a style of band that we're absolutely not. And um, it took the fans coming to bat for us as well as us pleading our case. Like, Hey, have you ever read the lyrics to any of the songs? You're just looking at the name. I mean, it doesn't say Mm -hmm. too much. So um, yeah. And over the years, every album, you know, you have fans from every city, every show coming up to you and just saying how much that uh, the music might have influenced them to change their lives in a better direction or, they were able to pull themselves out of a bad situation. All right, we had a buddy that passed away. His name is John. He uh, he had you guys' tattoos all over his body and all. Perseverance, and, um, real big on his last chest. Last time I saw him, yeah, perseverance on his chest. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. But um, last time I saw him, we went to a hate concert. So now I can't. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't. Yeah, but yeah, man, mm-hmm. it means a lot more than you guys think. Sometimes absolutely I it does. It's amazing. It but, yeah, but here's something else that's amazing. When we use you guys for uh, my buddies, not these guys, but other buddies that I have, to make sure that they, the wives don't have their phone, they'll go, favorite hate breed song. And we have to put, put something that's not on like, the top five of Spotify so we know that it's us that has the phone and not the wives. We use you guys. That's the code. That's the code, <laughs> that's yes. That's it, man. Yeah, it's the man that's code. The it's code. fucking awesome, yes. <laughs> well, hey, you brought up, the, that's a good subject, too. You brought up the tattoo thing. Yeah, uh, it's the same thing, you know, people all over the world when they come up to you like, check this out, you know, at the meet and greet or just after the show, they catch you outside or something, mm-hmm. you know, uh, taking off their shirt or pulling down their pants. And you're like, whoa, you know, <laughs> huge logo. Look I don't know how they do, do introductions there. They have a great logo, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Back piece, you know, going across mm-hmm. the shoulders or something, lyrical content or the logo itself, the yeah. flames and all that full color i mean that's a lot that's dedication that's the that's the sincerest form of flattery i think of being in a band and have somebody permanently pay tribute to you like that yeah very cool absolutely Mm -hmm. we got to end with this one here we're celebrating 20 years of perseverance we're going to be checking out hate breed with gate creeper body snatcher and dying wish friday november 4th at pops but we got to go out with this one here now is the time (laughs) for me to rise to my feet Wipe your spit from my face, wipe these tears from my eyes. Now is the time for me to rise to my feet. Wipe your spit from my face, wipe these tears from my eyes. I've got to take my life back, one chance to make it right. I've got to have my voice be heard and bring meaning to this life. 
See, that's the song that would have got if you if you texted uh, what's your favorite favorite song. You could say I will be heard. You go. Oh, well, have a good day, Nine. bud. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking the wife probably has the phone. Yeah, the wife has the phone. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that's a staple in the set. Has there yes. since that song's been recorded and uh, made? Has there been a hate read show without that song? Not that I can recall. Probably not. Great right? answer. Like, yeah. It's a staple. <laughs> yeah, in the it has set. to be. And it's yeah, a it's a staple. You know, yep. usually at the end. But I, I know there's been shows throughout the years where we've done it second or third too mm-hmm. you know um oh that's a big surprise it just, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's i don't you know it's just been the vibe of the show at the time like let's go into it now you know <laughs> right um let's get this circle pit going now right get everyone <laughs> going nuts now yeah. but typically it's the, the either the second to last or last song you play you know it's it's a good way to go out but it's definitely the most popular on that album the thing that stands out to me about that song is not so much recording it i mean it was just the recording was just like recording another tune, you know. I mean, we knew the, the power that the song had already. We played it live a couple times, but uh, a bunch of times, actually. But what stands out to me was actually filming the video for that song in Massachusetts at the Palladium in Worcester, oh, Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole experience was great. And, it, and we were playing there. We were on tour at the time with Converge and mm-hmm. um, a bunch of other bands and Converge being from Massachusetts. So the, the show was sold out. It was insane. And we had everything set up, a big video production. The director was a guy named Mark Webb, who he's gone on to do all sorts of crazy things, one of them being one of the uh, Spider-Man movies, the Andrew Garfield wow. Spider-Man. Wow. He did that one. Did they make That's two crazy. of those? I don't know. Yeah, they he made two the of them with Andrew, Gar- Andrew Garfield. Yeah, the amazing Spider-Man and something. I wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. so I think mm-hmm. I, he definitely did the first one. I'm not sure about the second one, but he's been involved in a lot of stuff. But, yeah, he was the director of the I Will Be Heard video. And uh, I think we played it. We had played it, you know, first experience to like shooting a big video too. I personally, I didn't know how this all goes down. So, you know, we had to shoot it a bunch of times each guy during the day before anyone's in the venue. So, you know, you got the camera up close. All right, run through the song again, run through the song again. Okay, cool. Everyone did their spots. And then later on during the show, they had the big crane and everything where they did the crowd looks and everything. And, and also they were, uh, on stage with us a little bit so same thing for the crowd we had to play the song like three times we just played it three times That's in a row weird. during the set <laughs> it's not awkward you at know? all do it again oh. do it again yeah like all right guys we're gonna do this one more time and uh yeah so that was weird too because you know you're used to just getting up there during a show and give it your all and you're done you play for an hour and it's like holy shit there- uh, but this was like kind of different where all right, we got to play that song again. Sorry, we'll get to the others after this. <laughs> they still know? go ape shit the third time. <laughs> Had to play, it, and they were still going nuts. The okay, good. Time. Good for them. Every take was great. You know, yeah, the crowd got sicker and sicker at every take, and that's that's <laughs> what we were going for all the crazy crowd shots. So, think about that next time you see the video because it yeah, all came together. It's, it's a weird experience how that all comes together. Matt, we'll be catching you Friday, November 4th at the world-famous Pops in Sauge, Illinois, St. Louis, with Gate Creeper, Body Snatcher, and Dying Wish. We appreciate your time today, Matt. We are huge fans. Yes, thank you Give our love to the boys, and uh, we'll be catching you November 4th. Thank you so much, Matt. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks thanks for having me, uh, you guys. Say hi to Twan, and uh, we'll see you guys at Pops. (laughs) Awesome, man. Thank you. We'll see you in St. Louis, all right? All right, man. We'll see you. Thanks. Thanks. 